Good morning. This is Jimmy Williams with Live a Life by Design, your Monday morning moments of motivation, helping you to realize that full potential you have within yourself to be a bigger, better, and bolder you. These past few weeks of 2021 have been, shall we say, almost a repeat of 2020 in terms of change. In our last episode, we talked about how there are only a few constants in life that we can rely. You know, we talked about Ben Franklin's quote that there's only two certainties of life, death and taxes, right? (laughs) Well, I got another certainty for you. It's called change. And that change is something of which you and I have no control, but we do have the control of how we respond. And in that regard, I have today the wonderful fortune of having one of my dearest friends I've known for 20 plus years is joining us today as our guest. And this individual, similar to my background, has been a CPA. She's uh, been in financial planning, and she had a very good 25-year career in the same background as me. And then she did something in life that has just been awesome. She is now following another passion. And she has a great story to share with us today, and I don't want to take too long introducing here, but the reason we asked her to come on as our guest was one reason only. At Live a Life by Design, we believe that you, the individual, should design how you define your happiness, how you define how you wish to live, how you can reach your potential on terms you design. And guess what? If you look at her website, it exactly lines up that that's what she helps you do. She's now a life coach, a registered life coach, and she basically is working with you to help you find your better self, or as we like to say on Live a Life by Design, how you can be bigger, better, and bolder on your own terms. So with that said, I am excited to have with me today one of my dearest friends, Andrea Miller. That's M-I-L-L-A-R. She's always unique. That's what I love about this lady. She doesn't do things the old way. Everybody puts Miller with an E. Nope, she puts an A in there. She's just (laughs) a unique individual. So welcome today, Andrea. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. I'm very excited for the conversation we're going to have, and I feel so honored that you invited me to be here. And thank you so much and love to be with your audience today. Got to tell you, folks, we don't just go out and seek these easy to find, easy to book type of guests. I tell you, Andrea is so busy. It took us like about six months of pleading to get her attention. Uh, That's the kind of relationship we have. Whatever she asked me to do in our previous iteration of careers, I did it just because it was her. And she said, hey, you know, I don't owe you anything, but I'll give you a chance to talk. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, on a serious note, uh, Uh Andrea, gosh, it's just been a long time. You haven't aged a bit. Uh, Folks can't see you, but I can tell you, folks, she looks as vivacious as always, very energetic as always, and a smile on your face. And got to be honest with you, Andrea, that's what we subscribe to here at Live a Life by Design. Yeah. I love your motto, live a life by design, because so many of us just live along, busy, not knowing what we're doing, but live a life by design. You can create what you want in this life. So I love that. 
By oh. the way, there's a touch-up feature in Zoom, so you can make yourself look pretty good in Zoom. <laughs> hey, I need to learn that touch-up feature. I'm going to ask my uh, marketing manager what she do for that. Uh-huh. So, will, it, will it make me look 25 again? That's what I need. So I think so, but you look pretty young yourself, Jimmy. I'm, yeah. uh, you look the same as when I first met you. Well, you're going to get a free gift of some unknown token from me, I can assure you. But the, well, hey, let's, let's start back a little bit further than when you and I met. So you and I had worked together literally for roughly 21, 22 years, I'm guessing, something like that, maybe? Well, you're trying to age me now because I think I've been an AICPA 14 years. Oh, okay. Well, so maybe time flies when you're having fun, Andrea. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> So, so tell me a little bit about your background, though, as a, as a child, for example. So what makes Andrea tick from the childhood days up? Mm. Well, I was, I was the third child in my family, the youngest child, and my parents decided to let fate take over. So they didn't know, were they going to have another child or were they going to not have another child? So they just decided, so that was pretty cool to know that I just came along and it was like meant to be. And what I loved most, like when I asked what I, what did I contribute to the family? Um, they said it was lightheartedness and joy and fun and funny. So that's always been a theme. Like I need to have enjoyment and light. Like I think you can make everything um, light, even the heavy stuff. And that's the joy of life. And you know, I grew up doing lots of activities, piano, gymnastics soccer we did all that sort of stuff and probably the thing that helped give me the most discipline that that kind of has aligned throughout my life was swimming like swimming is where I had the most natural talent I think but what I loved about it was you had to have your individual responsibility like I had to go out there and swim well myself I had to practice a lot it was pretty intense what I had to do, but also it was a team event. So you came together with the team. If it was a relay or you're in a team competition and you're swimming against another team. So I just loved it. I felt like that gave me a lot of definite, uh, discipline and probably the most poignant thing of my childhood was my dad worked for IBM which we call I've been moved and that we lived in France. We lived in France when I was five, six and seven years old. And that was so cool. We got to be so much closer as a family because we were just thrown over here. We didn't know anyone, but we were in the South of France, like near Nice and Cannes, which if you've ever been there, that's like, I, I, when we visited again in 2017, I asked, why did we ever leave here? It's like everywhere you go, you just want to snap a picture. Um, but it was just so cool because seeing another culture, being with, you know, learning a different way of life and just the family connection when we were there. And I just remember school was so much different, like the principal kicking this guy and the... <laughs> and the butt across the schoolyard because he does that like it was crazy like how serious they were and then I was doing seventh grade math in second grade so I would wow. say that, yeah 
doesn't doesn't shock me, folks. For our listeners, we are in forty one countries now, and I will tell you, this lady's a savant. That's all I can tell you. She just absorbs all this material, all this technology, and all this this knowledge. So uh, you, that doesn't surprise me. You'd be in the second grade doing seventh grade algebra. That that doesn't shock <laughs> me at all. So so France, wow. So you know, we only went for a ten day vacation. I could have stayed a year over there. That is, so of course, we stayed around Paris. You know, the metropolitan yeah. area. But, uh, man, I want to go to Monaco. I want to go visit some of those nice yeah. areas. Like you said, Nice is a, a great place to go visit. So, so as a child, you got some good exposure to different cultures, different ethnicities. Um, did that help you when you wanted to become a professional uh, registered uh, life coach? Um, yeah, I think I, I, it's hard to know, like, what exactly in life shapes you. But I've always felt like a person, I just accept people as they are, and I'm open to everyone. And they're, you know, a lot of people, they get in their box and like they have these certain views. And that's the way, I mean, you know, recently that's been a big deal with, you know, even division in our own country. But I think that it shaped me to just be very accepting of anyone I know some people say, gosh, you can see every point of view and it can kind of be, sometimes I'm like, um, like, so it feels like I shift and I'm like, I can easily go there and then, oh, I understand that point of view. So I think it, it just, maybe that's what made me be so open to different viewpoints and opinions and, and just accept people as they are. And we all can be together, even with our different views, but underlying we're very similar. Um, you know, that's a yeah. great comment. Underline, if you look at all this under our skin, we're all the same. Yeah. Same blood, tissue, muscles, cartilage, you know, whatever. But let's talk a little bit about what you were saying. So you've listened to all these different viewpoints, and perhaps, uh, you know, I can agree with this person, or this one may have a different opinion, but I, I can see that person's opinion. So at the end of the day, life planning, as as you so eloquently placed on your website, is about living true to yourself, not trying mm. to fit others' needs, others' wants, others' goals for your life, but true to yourself. That's really what we espouse on this podcast. So tell me a little bit more about how, how can we help people find their best life and be true to themselves? Yeah, that's huge because one book that really impacted me, I mean, I've been on this life planning journey for years now, um, but one book that really resonated a lot with me recently was called the five regrets of dying. And it was this woman who's worked with people who are close to death, that they have a illness that they're not going to recover from. So she learned, she spent hours and hours in conversation with these people just learning. Um, and so five, the five regrets that this woman found after working, you know, a decade where that's all she did. The number one was I didn't live true to myself. Another one was I didn't allow myself to be happy enough. Another one was I worked too hard. <laughs> Another one was I lost touch with my friends. And then finally, the last one in this particular book was I didn't express my feelings because a lot of times we're so 
busy doing whatever that we don't let the people important to us know even what it is they mean to us in our lives what to, or your mentors the people who have meant something like expressing your feelings um but getting back to your question how do you how do you live true to yourself i think um a lot of times we just get taken away with expectations, whatever was expected of us in life, whatever something in childhood was put on us that we were expected that we needed to take this path in life. And a lot of times people, I feel like people live this ladder approach, like, okay, you got to get these perfect grades in school. And then you go on to the next part of school where you got to get perfect grades again, and then you get into your career, but then you're so it's like, what's next? You're supposed to get a promotion. And then after that, no, you're supposed to get another promotion. And then you have your house and, and now you're supposed to get the bigger house now because you're expected to keep moving up. Or if you have a kid, you're, well, when's the next kid coming? <laughs> so it just seems like you get kind of carried away and, and, and busyness and all the expectations put on you or even what you think of yourself. So I think the way that you get to your true self is giving your time to step back and reflect. Um, I personally, do you want me to tell the story of how I got in life planning or we'll do that? that? That's just exactly right. Yeah. That's where I'm headed next. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll do that. And then I'll tell you kind of the approach I take to help people um, get there. But in my own life, I, was one of those people, <laughs> you know, like just doing the next thing expected and um, just kind of going along on that trajectory, letting life kind of take me over. I was reacting to life, I would say. Um, you know, I had a great family. I had my dog I loved. I loved my house. I had an, a fulfilling career because that's when I, when this all happened to me was working at AICPA and I've never had a job I loved more where I felt like I could make a big difference in terms of jobs. There couldn't be a better job for me um, if I was just working for somebody else. But then I tended to work a lot because I was passionate about my work and I'd work so much during the week that then on the weekend, I was just knocked out. And I would find that in my relationships with these important people, I wasn't fully present and there because I was worried about the next thing that was on my to-do list at work and oh, or, or looking at my phone. And so I wasn't even present with the people important to me. But what finally um, got me to, I call it, some people call it a midlife crisis. I call it a midlife awakening you know, awakening to what's important in life. And it, unfortunately for me, it took three major events. And on the third one, I finally woke up. And what I hope is to help people not have to have these major events to wake up and design their live a life by design, as you say, Jimmy. So I had, so I had my, in November, 2014, my dad got Alzheimer's. He was diagnosed, well, not got it. He probably had it for a while, but he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Then in early March, 2015, someone very close to me tried to commit suicide. And by the end of March, 2015, the person, person closest to me in life died suddenly of a pulmonary embolism. I finally woke up and I was like, wait a second, what is this life of like, 
I was just kind of riding along in the busyness and like, but not really having meaning, intention, purpose, the life by design. Um, So then I started seeking out courses, books, teachers. I was like, how do I do this? And then that's when I found how passionate I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about what this is. And that's why I decided, I was like, I, and I saw the difference it made for my life. And I was like, I've got to have, this is what I want to do and contribute to the world is helping others do the same. Um, so my approach for life planning and helping someone discover their true self, I personally couldn't have done it by just somebody saying, well, what's important to you? And like, like I needed to go through a process and or an approach and like have something that helped me reflect because if you just asked me the question I'd be like I might have had an answer but it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been very deep um so I kind of have a blend of like I, I did the George Kinder registered life planning program and then I've also done coaching programs because the George Kinder life planning it's great for figuring out what you want in your life, but I found that what often held people back from going towards what they want, most often what I found was it was they themselves, like it wasn't money, it wasn't time, you know, people always give money and time as the reasons, but what I saw was it was their own, whatever you want to call it, limiting beliefs, fears, you know, making up stories in their mind of how something would be if they went in that direction, but it wasn't even true. It was just, it was just fear playing with them. Um, So I kind of have a five-step approach to help people figure out their true selves so that they can live their life. And do you want me to go through that now? Not yet. We're going to go through that in just a little bit. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. You're doing great. So, so let's talk a little bit about a couple of those points you just mentioned. So what we found in our own podcast and the responses we get from the thousands of downloads every month is that people don't find happiness because they're seeking it in the wrong place. Now let's go back to this thing called money. Now I'm going to tell you money to me is an amplifier, not a definer. Let me explain what I mean. If you've got poor habits of saving or poor habits of investing, or you've got some social issues that are not acceptable in society that you participate in, money doesn't help you with that. Money magnifies those problems even worse. They amplify those problems. So as a life coach, life planner, help me understand how you would Go through your five-step process with an individual that says, hey, I just cannot get there, and you know, I make a great living, I've got a great family, but I'm just not happy. How, how do we look at ourselves and work with a life coach to define and resolve those limiting beliefs so that we can truly be true to ourselves? Yeah, I think I think getting really clear on what you want first, like you have to... So the first step of my process is just even discovering your aspirations, like wide open. What is it that's important to you and the different areas of life? I have something where I have people rate their different areas of life, like their spirituality, their family relationships, their intimate relationship, 
their career, all of that. How do they rate that now? What was the best? What was the best rating ever they've had in that area? And what was the worst? Just to start getting them thinking and then help them just give them to me the most thing, the best you can do for someone is just give them the space, listen. Give them that space where you believe in them, you know they can be their true selves. You're just giving them this wonderful space to be in because a lot of times in life we have, you know, you'll share something and then that'll make the other person you're talking to think of something. So then they start telling their story. But this, you're giving people a space to really have time to reflect. So I always give these exercises before I meet with them so that people have their time, get alone, do whatever you need to do to get, you know, if it's nature, if it's do some meditation and then reflect on these things so that you can truly get in your true self. And I say, don't even think about what can get in the way of this. Like if you could have anything, what, you know, possibilities are endless in this life. And if you could have anything, what it would, what would it be? So that's kind of where I start. Um, and I call it discover aspirations. And then the next place I go is prioritize your vision. So that again, I give exercises between those two sessions so that you can get really clear on what's most important. And unfortunately, you kind of need to ask the question of if you were found out you had, this is a George Kinder, one of George Kinder's questions. If you found out you had 24 hours to live, and you were looking back on your life, what would you regret that you didn't do? Who would you regret that you didn't get to be? Because we all live life as if life is, we've got all the time in the world. How many times have you talked to somebody and they're like, well, yes, I really want to do this thing, but let me just get through this project that's going to take me three years first and then I'll do that. I'm like, well, we, none of us know when our last day on this earth is. And so, yeah, one thing I like what you're bringing out is, is George Kinder's question. Steve Jobs took a little bit of a shift of that question. And he always asked himself every day, if this were the last day of my life, would I be wanting to work on what I'm about to work on in my day? So I use that question very similar to what you're talking about, Mr. Kinder. And I've met Mr. Kinder at a conference once, very, very sharp man, but I will say to you that that too many of us, and I'm going to use this term incorrectly, you're the professional here, but too many of us settle for the known instead of exploring the potential. How would you say you agree or disagree with that? No, I love that because, and I think it's settling for the known because as humans, we naturally want certainty because that's what makes us feel comfortable. We know what that is. And so it's like, you're, you know, just going along. We like to be comfortable. <laughs> but if you think about possibilities and what you could have in your life that you haven't done, that, that means you probably need to learn something new or you have to step in something you've never done. And a lot of us, one of the program, a coaching program, it's um, called the Academy for Coaching Excellence. She call, talks about going from visionary reality to physical reality. So the vision's all wonderful because you make this vision for what you want for your life. And 
there's nothing going wrong in your vision because that's just what you want. But then when you take it to physical reality, that's where impermanence is. That's where uncertainty is. And then we start having all sorts of things happen. But the key is to be, as we've learned in this pandemic, resilient. And you find another way, you know, it's even figuring out something that you truly want. How does that thing make you feel? And how can you bring that into your daily life? Because also once people get get their visions, um, they think, oh, it's way over, something might be five years out because it's some big thing they want. But you can see what is what is it that's important to you about that and how does it make you feel and what can you do today to get that feeling today? Because that's what I'm all about. Like you've got to get the big picture for your North Star, your guiding light so that you know the steps to take. But also don't wait till that thing is reality out here. Live your day. Bring that as much as you can into your day, which is that's how we all know that we make big things happen is the daily small steps. It's amazing if you just take one tiny step each day, the massive change over time. Um, yeah, so that's my. Yeah, so let me tell you, Andrea, I, um, I'm i an early riser. I get up at 5, 5.30. I don't ever use an alarm clock. I just, I get up, my body's used to it now. I get up and I do my planning, my my Bible study, my prayer time, I get my day founded in that secure area where you said, you know, people want to be comfortable. Well, that's kind of my comfort. But I also put on this, a sense of having my armor now, I'm ready to go take on the world, right? Because the world is not kind to a lot of us. And we interact with people that are having a very difficult time in life. So what few pointers, maybe give me one or two items that we can share today with our listeners, our subscribers that says, Here's something you might be able to do to help those you meet, realizing it's not always about you. Let me give you a quick story. Okay. There's a friend of mine that had a very, very difficult time in life that I wasn't even aware in his background. So further back than when our friendship had started. And he always had this negative attitude about everything. So the glass is always, quote, half empty. I mean, the sun's out. Yes, but it'll go back down again tonight at 6. I mean, this is that guy. And so I finally sat down with him and I said, you know, I'm a relationship person. So let me explain to you uh, what I'm seeing from you and tell me if I'm misreading you because I want to be a friend to you and I want to support you. But I said, you don't have any happiness whatsoever come out of your mouth anytime I'm around you. And I said, I got to be honest with you. Jimmy's a 99% of the time happy guy. This isn't working for me. And I said, I want to put you in that relationship column where I'd love to spend more time with you, not less. <laughs> See where I'm going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he started relating to me this story of how he's felt jilted in life. It, it goes back mm-hmm. to a relationship he had with a woman and she left him for another person and he just cannot get over that. And I just said to him, I said, but the allowance of that to take your life and ruin it is on you. No one can ruin your life. If you don't allow them to get in your head, how did I make a wrong statement there? Tell me how you feel as a life coach. Did I, I don't want to be say wrong. Could I have done better for him? I love what you did with him because, you know, so many people don't have someone willing to even 
share the truth like that. Like I'm sure, because I think it's all about planting seeds. So I'm sure you, like you might not see some big transformation in him, but you had to have got him thinking. And what I love is like, I love when you can do the comparison. So it's like, okay, so do you want to spend your life feeling jilted and feeling like you're the victim? Because it seems like he's kind of taking the victim approach in life. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather spend your time finding what is really meaningful to you that lights you up? Like, which, like, it's your choice because we know life is all about choices, right? We know we have death and we know we have taxes from what you talked about at the beginning, <laughs> but otherwise life is pretty much about choices. So he has a choice. Does he want to spend his life in victim mentality or does he want to spend his life focusing on what he really wants for his life? And I think that's wonderful of you because most people wouldn't be willing. They would just probably go away from him and decide, well, I don't want that in my life. And I mean, and you were willing to tell him straight. So I think that that's the expressing your feelings and you want him in your life, but you're just not willing to have him there if he's just going to be draining and focusing on, you know, all that's that's wrong and the sun's going to go back down. All that. <laughs> so I, I think that that was terrific, Jimmy. Well, let me say this. I am not licensed in this area at all, Andrea. So I take, I take no pride in the fact that I know what to do. I do know one thing, and that being true to yourself, to me, means I want to surround my people like you, Andrea, that sees the hope, that sees the potential, that wants to not just see it, but seize it, S-E-I-Z-E, seize that potential in life, because we only have one shot. There are no yeah. do-overs, right? Mm -hmm. So what is the fourth step in your five-step process? Let's talk about it, and then I want to get after that, maybe ask a question too, and let's talk about the fifth step after that. So what's the fourth? Okay, well, the third, so the, the second was prioritize, should I say, okay, the first yeah. was discover aspirations, the second was prioritizing your vision, and then the third, once you have your vision clear, it's, okay, well, what could possibly get in the way? of that. And then you start having a discussion of all the things that could get in the way and you find solutions. So you find, and, and that's where I found when I had just done kinder, that most of what was getting in people's way were themselves. And so that's why I wanted to do more learning and coaching programs to help people get beyond their own limits. So my third is find solutions um, the fourth is clarifying your purpose and value. So after you've been through all of this, I feel like sometimes it can get overwhelming for people because they've talked through so much and gotten so, um, you know, they've just put so much out there. And even though we've done that vision, so I do what is called a life blueprint that makes it real simple. What are your five um, intentions most important to you in your life at this moment in time? And for the next year, what are your three focus areas for each of those intentions, as well as what are your values as a person? Like to me, it's very important. I'll just give you five of mine, being authentic, being passionate, inspiring, spiritual, courageous. Those are five. I have 12, but I look to these because I want to make sure I'm showing up as the values most important to me. Um, so that's the 
that's the fourth step in my process. So, so I got to be honest with you, those five values, um, very close to what I have on my top 10 values. I have a top 10 values I keep. And don't laugh. I had more than that, and I whittled them down because I thought, well, I just really want to live deeply, not more broadly. So I'm going to try to live these values here, right? So yeah. I'm going to I'm going to convey to you one traumatic event that happened in my life. My life has not been perfect. For once, I had two items that happened to me in life that changed my life forever. Uh, one of them was uh, real deep. It was a loss of my sister to age of 35 to leukemia, very quickly acute leukemia, went through a bone marrow transplant. It did not take. She had a uh, had three kids at home, a 12, 8, and a 3-year-old, my nieces and nephew. And, you know, you step back and you look at this and I was uh, 35 at the time she was 30. uh, I'm sorry. I was 32 at the time she was 35. And I'm, I'm just like questioning all the way home from the hospital where she had undergone her surgery. And I'm just trying to find, you know, 35 years, man, that's, that's a blink of an eye. That is not very long. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast before and, and I looked at it and I said, I could go two ways with this. I could sit here and question why, a providential being didn't save my sister or why the doctors didn't save my sister, or I could look at this as a learning experience and then take it and say to myself every day, I'm going to live happier. I'm going to live a more fuller, more rewarding life. And I'm not only going to do it for me. If you're around me, it's going to be infectious. I'm going to implode myself Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to explode on you some happiness, joy, and peace. And so don't laugh too loud as a, as a person that does this for a living. That's my very childlike approach to living every day. That was my first traumatic event. So to get to your clarifying, that's how I came up with my values. I said, you know, I just want to take control. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Because you're designing your life. You decided what's important to you. I mean, first of all, I'm so sorry for what you went through with your sister. Like, that's a very traumatic event. And after all, I've known you these 14 years and I never knew that. So, see, I need some more one-on-one time with you, Jimmy, so I can get to know you more. But Should I lie down on the sofa? Should I lie down on the sofa somewhere (laughs) to start talking so you can take notes? I'm telling you. You might need two notepads. (laughs) (laughs) But that's incredible because so many, uh, that's the whole thing about like you could have taken the victim mentality we talked about before and then been like, oh, life has just sent me these awful things and it's so hard. But no, look what you turned it into. And then you got clear on, and I loved how you said, take control of your life because we do have our, we, regardless of any circumstances that happen around us, we can choose who we want to be and what we focus our time on, how we are in our relationships. And to me, the values and what you're, that explains so much about you, because I would say that's what you had when I first, from the first time I met you, you're like joy and happiness and peace. And like, you make everybody feel all's going to be well. And that's amazing that you turn such a tragedy into something so positive. And wow, what an impact that made then on your whole life. I will tell you, I do live with one other motto and uh, you're free to use this and you're talking with your clients. Uh, I live with the theory now that it is much better to calm down a fanatic than warm up a corpse. So what I say, (laughs) (laughs) so in other words, you know what I tell people, this is all Jimmy. This is neither drug nor caffeine induced. I am just high on life. I wake up this way. My wife says, 
I know it's going to be a great day for you. Let me tell you what I've got going on. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I, people walk up to me on the street, and I'm not talking about just me, but I mean, they walk up to me on the street that I don't know very well that may have seen me somewhere, and they go, do you ever have a bad day? And I said, I'll be honest with you. My criteria is pretty low. And they'll look at me and they go, what do you mean? I said, I am above ground talking to some of the nicest people I know on the planet. And I'll wink at them. And they go, I get it, right? So if we're going through the discovery process, we're now prioritizing. We're now finding solutions at what could be our barriers, limiting beliefs, what's getting in the way. And now we're clarifying to, to do this blueprint of life. What's the fifth step of your process? Oh, make your vision a reality. That means because we all know you can have aha moments, you can have the big insight, you can have all these learnings. Like you could have learned, oh, these are my values when that happened with you with your sister, but you could have not taken any action. You could have thought these are my values. So action is where it is. So making the vision a reality, you've got to start taking the steps forward And that's when all the, you know, what happens, Uh, uh, you know, like I could have worked with somebody right before the pandemic and who knows what was on their vision. And then a pandemic happens that took a lot that could have taken a lot out of what it is they had planned to do. But how do we shift that so that you're still true to what your life intentions are and your and your focuses are and who you are, because there's always choices. Like a lot of people just stopped. They're stopped. Oh, I can't do anything because we're in a pandemic. But no, there's still ways you can move forward. And so to me, this is all about taking action, no matter what circumstance they're happening around you. And I don't know if this is too big of a word to use here, but like the internal locus of control is so critical. Is that a word? That's where you're the one within yourself. If you know yourself true to yourself, you know your values, you know what's important, you can keep going no matter what's happening around you. And you can keep taking steps forward and you're not stopped from taking action just because of a circumstance. I love that. So what you're really saying is once we make this vision a reality, one of those steps to doing so is if we have such clarity that basically our vision will pull us into reality from the momentum of all of our clarity and what we have as our goals, right? Am I pulling that down too far? Okay. Very powerful with that. That alone, getting your vision, you'll just start seeing things happen. It's kind of like anything in life. When you decide to focus on it, you just start seeing it pop up everywhere that you might not have seen before. So a lot of it just starts happening, but other parts you've got to take action and be intentional and not let they not let your own fear stop you keep going and and that's the key so have you ever heard of this wonderful philosopher of boxing by the name of mike tyson oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) who hasn't heard of uh iron mike tyson so i call him this famous philosopher because he came out with a quote that i've used many times I'm all about planning because I don't believe you can just jump out without knowing all of the needs, all of the inputs, all the variables, what may or may not be available to you to use to get from point A to B the way you wish. So planning to me is critical about everything from our life to our income taxes, to our investments, to whatever. And I love a quote from him. Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. So I'm saying... (laughs) 
So yeah. let's let's talk about your face punching moments though as a life coach, right? So we all come into life coaching, I'm sure, thinking this is my panacea. This is going to be my answers. This, you know, Andrea's got all this knowledge she's going to impart upon me, and my life's going to turn around 180 degrees. And I want to say to people, it won't work in a unilateral approach. It has to work with an asynchronous communication. You have to listen to what she's doing and saying and put into practice, right? So, so life coaching is not just you giving all the answers. It's about them utilizing your advice to find their answer. Is that more the description? Oh yeah. Like that's what I say. It's the difference. Like if you're in your financial planner role, you're a lot of times a consultant. They're coming to you as the expert and then you lay out the, okay, here, you can, you know what their goals are. Here are the ways we could do this. And then the client chooses because you're the expert of what this is. But to me, life planning, coaching, you're giving them, you're facilitating them to find their own answers. So I'm not even, even in my solution process, it's like, okay, well, what could possibly, they're coming up with all the answers because people will take the most action if they're the ones that have come up with most important for their life, if they're the ones that come up with their solutions. And we might have a little brainstorming or something like that if they're stuck, but ultimately they have, all of us have the answers inside us that us, we just need to be given the space to get it out and you know have ways we can reflect and then have somebody who's just holding that beautiful space for us where we can just talk and feel safe and feel like we're being heard and listened to and it's amazing it's amazing one coaching program I was in she talked about 70% of coaching is just the space that you give someone you show up and you see this person you know, because all of us have these thoughts and feelings that, but really rise above that. Like, you know, that person is more than the thoughts and feelings they're facing right now. And you see them, they just want to make it. Everybody wants to make a difference in this life, really, at their core. And they have the answers to how to do that. You've just got to give them the space. So I think that's the most important part of any of this is just giving people that space. So I've had this phrase I've used a lot in my career. I've been doing this a long, long time. And I tell people, your brain is like the library. You really have the answers there. The issue is you don't know where the cardex is to go find the right answer because you're so busy running around the library instead of going to the source of going, how can I locate and find this, you know? And so at yeah. the end of the day, that's that's my thinking is, is basically uh, I want to see that our people listening to this particular episode understand that they may hold the answers, but it's important. Matter of fact, no, let me take it back. It is vital that you speak with someone that knows how to help you not just find the answers, but to apply them to change your life in the manner you wish. You know, I, I, I tell you, Andrea, I'm, I'm really enjoying what you're telling me, but let's take a step back just for a moment, if we may. I'm going to ask you a couple of hard questions here that I think only you know the answers to. You ready? <laughs> I'll try. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh -huh. you could have any other career on the planet, what would it be besides a life coach? Mm. Yeah, I know this one clear because growing up, 
even going back to the childhood thing, my two most loves were animals and my grandparents. And even now, if you asked me like what causes really are important to me, it's animals and, and old people. I feel like everybody's about the kids. But old people are the ones who are so wise because they've lived through so much and then they end up in these care homes and like, is anybody even coming to visit them? So I would love to blend those two. So I would have a farm, I would have a big farm where I saved animals and I have this big, beautiful farmhouse and I save animals. And then I also have this connection where we have therapy dogs. And the therapy dogs are taken to go visit the people who are living in the care homes because dogs bring a lot. Most people are dog people. I'm not trying to leave out the people who aren't, but or it could be a therapy cat, whatever. Um, Hey, come on now. Listen, (laughs) I'm going to stop you right there. So you went too far. (laughs) Therapy cat. uh, I know my daughter has a beautiful sport. I call her the diva cat. If you ever get on social media, this is a beautiful uh, she's a, a Persian uh oh what's she called she's a persian chinchilla so just beautiful hair flowing and she just thinks she's the diva about six pounds of nothing but diva right Uh and i gotta be honest with you folks a dog when you call him and like when i had reesey our our little pup uh i'd call him and he'd come running to me eager to see me that little tail nub just moving as fast as he could you can call this diva cat all day man and she'll just look at you and say uh, not happening, not going to help you today. I mean, so, so other than therapy cat, yeah. you had me, you had me till you got yeah, to therapy yeah, yeah, cat. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be open to people who might not like dogs, but who doesn't like dogs? I don't know who that is. So I love your vision there. That sounds like a great future, but now let me ask you a couple other tough questions. What has been so far in your 29 years of life because uh, all women are 29, so that's how I do that. But anyway, what, <laughs> so what has so far been the most fulfilling event or moment for Andrea Miller? You know, that's a really, really tough one, Jimmy. And I really, like, I have too many fulfilling events that I couldn't choose just one, but when I think about the most fulfilling experiences and moments are my one-on-one connections with another human and talking about the important things in life, going deep, not having these surface conversations, but like really what's life all about. And I remember even, um, you know, one time I had to do this exercise of like, go back to your four happiest memories in life and then see what were you feeling in those moments? Cause that's kind of how you can see, well, what are the feelings most important to you? And now you can take control of your life and, and bring those feelings to you each day. Like this is one of those things. So I noticed all of mine were these one-on-one connections with people really important to me, whether it was a significant other, my grandmother, I remember sitting with her on a rock when we lived in France and she was painting the town of Tourette's or Loop. And we were just together and we were like talking about life. And, um, you know, with my mom now, I've spent a lot of time with her during the pandemic because she's all by herself. And I've learned so much about the family and like, what are our family values? And how does that apply then to me? So having those sort of deep one-on-one connections to me, that, that what's, that's what fulfills me most. 
Oh, that is an awesome story. Well, can you do me a favor? I've not had the pleasure of meeting your mother, but would you please tell her thank you for me? Uh, she has <laughs> created a wonderful human being, in my opinion, and uh, I give her most of that credit. But anyway, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, my dad has passed, but I'll make sure he knows that you're giving him equal credit. <laughs> absolutely. It takes two to tango around here. So so tell me real quick, Andrea, before our listeners uh, want to sign, hey, what's your next phase of your career look like in, in life planning? What's it look like to you? Yeah, well, I think part of the beauty of life is like being clear on your direction and your path and your guiding light, but also being open to what comes your way. So I'm not one of these big, oh, where am I going to be in 15 years? Because to me, the magic of life is like, what's going to happen? I don't even know about or that I think of that's not that I don't even know to think of right now. You know, it's like that being open to all possibilities. But right now, what I really am passionate about is making a difference in the life of people so that they can live their best life, so that they can get to the end and look back and be at peace with how they live their life. And I really love the idea of helping individuals, couples, and families, because there's this book, Courtney Pullen wrote a book called Intentional Wealth, and he talked about what do the 10% of most successful families do, and and the theme that ran through it all was they each have every person in the family has individual satisfaction, which goes back to the true self. So you have to start with each person individually. So even if I work with a couple, even if I work with a family, I'm starting with the individual because you have to honor that person and their true self before you connect it into the couple, before you connect it into the family. That's just my philosophy. And so whatever I can do, because I think the world changes one person at a time. And if people are really clear on their values on what's important, and that's how they're living their life, that's going to be the best for the world. Um, so any little part I can do um, for the world in that way, that's my focus right now. Oh, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Andrea, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Tell me real quickly or tell our listeners as well, uh, what's the easiest way to get information about your life planning? I'm sure you got a website and some other things. Tell us how we can reach you. Yep, you can go probably the best way is my website, andreamillerlifeplanning.com. So and hopefully that's not too much of a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and we've established now, folks, that's Andrea Miller with an A, M-I-L-L-A-R, lifeplanning.com. And you have a blog. Yep. And that's right on. I'm, I'm just getting started with that, but it's something I intend to do more of, but that's on my website as well. I have my process, my approach. I have the way that you can get in touch with me. Um, so everything that you need to, to learn more is on that website, andreamillerlifeplanning.com. Oh, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Andrea, you've been an outstanding friend as always. I, I just love you to pieces. Uh, but also you've been a tremendous guest today. Good, good information. Great stuff. Um, if you would leave our listeners, I always like to do this when I have a guest on with such great attitude and, and great technical skills as you, what's the one word or piece of advice you might leave our listeners with about life in general or life planning? I probably will repeat something I've already said, but I would just say, 
remember you're mortal because we all live like we have all the time in the world and we think we can put off the dreams or the things important to us or the relationships important to us. We think that has time down the road, but we never know when we're going to have our last day. So I'd say take time to reflect, figure out what's really important to you, what values are most important to you. Because if you can live those values like you did, Jimmy, when you figured that out, what you wanted to be to people, that's huge. And so take the time to step back, reflect, and make sure you're spending your life in the way that you want, that you're being the person that you want to be. Because whether you're a leader, whether you're a parent, whether you're a friend, whatever it is in life, if you can show up as your best self, that's going to be the biggest difference that you can make, whatever role that you're playing in life. Um, so that would be my best piece of advice. I think that's great stuff. And I want to say again, thank you, Andrea. I know you're very, very busy, but this was being, in my opinion, one of the best episodes because that's what we're about here at Live a Life by Design. We don't simply want to use this as a mantra. We want to put feet under it. We want to put emotion into it. We want to put heart into everything we talk about because I live this stuff and I will tell you it is real if you want to take the step to living your life with purpose. If you want to quote live a life by design, it is not easy, but it is achievable is the term I use. So Andrea, thank you so much for your time today. Uh you have just been outstanding. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much to me. It's been fun to talk with you and I appreciate being invited to your podcast. Well, it's truly our pleasure. Take care and we'll do this again soon, I hope. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> what a wonderful day of enjoying the insights of Andrea Miller. I hope today that you heard something that stirred you to want to be your true self not just that facade around people that you have to appear a certain way, but to truly attract those that know you, love you, and appreciate you for you being you. That's what it's all about at Live a Life by Design. You are being true to yourself to be the kind of person you wish to be and attract those that are of a similar nature with honesty and candor to be the kind of person that is truly living a life by design. Until next week, go out and change the world for good. Live your life by your own design. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. <laughs>